Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Jesus, Yeshua, Joshua. Today we celebrate the feast of the most holy name of Jesus. What does this beautiful name Jesus mean? Jesus or Yeshua means God saves or God is salvation. I'm sure you recall Joshua in the Old Testament. Joshua which is the same name, Jesus, although one is in the Hebraic uh, transliteration versus this Greek transliteration that we have as Jesus. Joshua succeeded Moses as the leader of the Israelites. It was Joshua who finally brought them into the promised land. So we see the Exodus as a prefiguring of the way God himself in Joshua or Jesus would save us, freeing us from the bondage of sin, the Egyptian rule over us, so to speak, staying with us as we wander in the desert, that dry desert clinging to the world's riches rather than drinking from the living water of Christ. So it's very fitting that our true Savior who brings us across the true Jordan through baptism into the promised land was given the name Yeshua, Joshua, Jesus. However, the name is not simply meaningful and a precise description of who Jesus was and is and is forever to be, but his name is powerful. In the reading of Acts today, we heard that Peter had healed a crippled man through the name of Jesus. The introit of the Mass tells us that In the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is in the glory of God the Father. So let's explore the ways in which Jesus' name is powerful. First, we know that when we invoke it confidently in our prayers and in alignment with God's will, those prayers will be answered. Jesus himself makes this promise to his followers in St. John's Gospel. Jesus says, Amen, amen, I say to you, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. And the name of is a phrase that indicates that someone or is, that someone is doing something in the place of someone else as their deputy, so to speak, acting with full authority and power. We don't have many remnants of this usage in the English language today, But one of the most common is stop in the name of the law. That's one saying to a criminal that he has to stop because the law commands it to be so. And that the person saying it is acting with that authority in the law. If, however, you say stop in the name of the law when you're to someone who's just walking about legally minding their own business, you, I would be or they would be acting in bad faith and no one would respect my exclamation. And so thus, when we pray, we pray that God's will be done so that we know that our requests are what God wants done. And when we act according to and in alignment with his will, 
when we petition the Father in Jesus' name, in that way, then we will know our prayers will be answered. And therefore, the church concludes all of her prayers with these or similar words, through Jesus Christ our Lord. We've heard it several times already today. But we can't expect, if we don't have the right inner disposition, or if we're not asking things in alignment with God's will, that our prayers will be answered, even if we invoke his name. My favorite example comes from later in the books of Acts. When we hear of the seven sons of Sceva, who were itinerant Jewish exorcists, who invoked the name of Jesus over those who had evil spirits so that they could gain fame and money, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. And quite a few of the evil spirits listened, but ultimately one evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I recognize, but who are you? Let's start then by building our inner disposition with the second way that the name of Jesus is powerful, by providing us strength when we are tempted. Christ says in the gospel that when a strong man fully armed guards his palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. The strong man who is armed to protect the palace of this world is the devil. But the stronger man who takes away all his armor is Christ. For on the cross, Christ destroyed the power of the devil. Christ proved his power over hell by casting out demons and by imparting this power to his apostles and their successors. And to the evil spirits, the name of Jesus is indeed a terrible sound. He, therefore, who fortifies and strengthens himself with this holy name need not fear the assaults of the evil one. The holy fathers and spiritual writers all corroborate this. St. Anthony the hermit related to St. Athanasius that being once terribly tempted by the devil, St. Anthony spoke to him thus, Truly Jesus destroys thy power, and thou, who art deprived of all the honor of an angel, art, art obliged to creep in the dust. The devil had no sooner heard the holy name of Jesus than he fled. So whatever temptations you may suffer, always have recourse to Jesus and invoke his name with confidence. And you will be victorious in every struggle and persevere in the grace of God. Third, the name of Jesus provides us comfort and assistance with our sufferings. We already heard of Peter's healing with the name of Jesus, but let's go back a page or two in Acts and hear how it happened. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that's called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. He fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. 
and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. To invoke the holy name of Jesus with confidence will also afford you help in your necessities and trials. Jesus is the same today as he was then and will be the same forever. Come to me, he says, all, all you that labor and are burdened, and I will refresh you. And although he may not remove the cross from you, yet his holy name will comfort and strengthen you and enable you even in sufferings to persevere peace and tranquility in your soul. If in your sufferings you think of Jesus, you should feel comforted and strengthened, for you're reminded of him who for love of you humbled himself and carried the heaviest cross. You will be close to him who has himself said, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Who, through his passion and cross, lived up to his name by saving you from death and the grave. Which brings me to the fourth and last of the powerful things that Jesus' name provides us that I want to speak about today, which is comfort and help in our impending death. Sooner or later, the hour of death will come upon each and every one of us. Where shall we find consolation and help in that awful hour? Once again, in the name of Jesus. If we fear death, then the name of Jesus will strengthen us because Jesus himself again has walked in our shoes and tasted the bitterness of death in order to alleviate our agony in that last hour. If we fear the devil and the evil spirits in that hour, then invoke the name of Jesus who destroyed the kingdom of the devil. If we tremble before the approaching judgment, then be consoled by the name of Jesus who is to be our merciful, loving judge. If we still fear because our sins and wickednesses are many, take heart, because again, he's our mediator and advocate with the Father. We need only call upon his holy name with faith and confidence, with a contrite heart inflamed with love, and we shall certainly obtain mercy and his gracious assistance in the hour of our departure from this earthly world. For he is our only consolation, our only hope as we depart this life. So with the saints, let us invoke his holy name on our deathbed, as did Holy Stephen, whose feast we celebrated just a few days ago, who had on his lips as he was being stoned to death, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And in the same way that Jesus took Holy Stephen up into his loving arms, Jesus will also receive us. We see that Jesus' name is a powerful name, in which our prayers are heard. We obtain strength in temptations, and we receive solace and help with our sufferings and tribulations in this life and at the moment of our death. So never neglect to venerate the most holy name of Jesus as we do today and to invoke it confidently in all spiritual and temporal necessities that it may bring you grace and salvation, that you may also confirm those words of St. Paul to the Romans, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In your holy name, Jesus, let it be said. Amen. Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.